Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Hello, welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. You're listening to us. It's me, Moshe Kasher. I'm in quarantine and I did a smoky eye because this is going to be on YouTube. <laughs> you look really nice. I have. I feel like I have way too much makeup on. No, you look great. Like I'm in such a casual zone right now with quarantine. You know, Natasha, I'll tell you something I about you. I quarantine. I like that. It's very um, Marie Antoinette. And I want to tell you something that you may or may not know. Mm-hmm. The camera loves you. <laughs> it's true. You got one of those faces. Like when I'm in bed with you, I look over, I'm like, she's pretty, she's pretty fine. But I see you on the brand new CBS sitcom broke. And I'm like, that's my wife. That's my wife. Wait, so you're saying it doesn't hold up and re- it li- in, that's I look right. better. That's right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like I look bad. In just- person, I'm like, uh, I made some bad choices. But on that screen, I'm like, that's her. Thanks, Mosh. No, you're beautiful all the time, but the camera does love you. You do have one of those faces where it's like pladao. Well, you do too. Well, I, that's unnecessary and untrue, <laughs> but I appreciate the sentiment behind it. Um. Okay, good. Well, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, we've gotten past all of our issues, which is a weird thing for this particular episode of the Endless Honeymoon podcast, because we started getting along really, really well, and now uh, we are going to... Uh, we are going to cash the check that our mouths wrote by calling a marriage and family therapist who we asked, we solicited volunteers, and we got a bunch. And um, Are we going to regret this? It could be. Because now we're getting along. I forgot about that. Right. What if we end up <laughs> fighting because of whatever this quack we're about to call says? Who knows? Life is an adventure. Life is a, life is, I've always said life is a highway, and I want to ride it all night long. That's what I've always said. All right, well, let's call this 
Is it a man? Oh, that's it? Woman? We're doing it? Okay, let's I don't know. Do well, now that we've like switched into that zone, now I'm nervous. So I'm like, okay, let's just call this person. You're feeling nerves? A little bit. Interesting. I feel nothing. <laughs> I feel flat, emotionally flat. Generally, when I stare into the eyes of our daughter, I say, well, this is an interesting person. No, but you can cut this out if you want, but couples therapy... Don't, we're not cutting it out, whatever you're about to say. <laughs> well, couples therapy... The N-word? I've, Wait, we have to cut that out. She. Uh, hopefully, I, there was a smooth edit just then, and and you didn't notice, so we made an edit. But funny, damn. you're making jokes because I'm trying to say something that you don't want me to say. Which oh, is, I don't know what you want, are about to say. Well, you are against couples therapy. I've asked no, you I'm about not. it. Well, no, I asked you about it, and you said that you have like PTSD from your childhood therapy, so that you don't want to see a therapist, and then you just agreed to the thing I wanted. So we wouldn't go. Well, <laughs> and then I've always thought of it as a great tool, right? You, to you, just threaten you with it. Yeah, you use it as a cudgel, <laughs> which is perhaps why I don't respond well. To, if you came to me and you were like, "We have some some serious issues that I actually want to see a therapist about," I would respond to that differently than you saying, "Like, you know, like why don't we do X or why don't you stop doing X?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And you're like, "Okay, we should see a therapist." But then I then I will submit. But yeah, I have some issues. I have some uh, PTSD, some post therapy stress disorder. But that's because I was gavaged therapy from the age of three until I was sixteen. Three, you think? I, th- I think my mom sent me to therapy no for the way. first time when I was uh, uh, three, and I and I stopped going to therapy regularly when I was uh, 16 and I said to myself as a 16 year old, I will never go back, but I have gone back since then, but I did definitely have some trauma. And my problem is when I go to see a therapist, I spend the first 10 sessions figuring out if they're smart enough to give me advice. (laughs) The first 10 sessions. It's I've gone to a lot of therapists and not gone back. That's happened a lot. You have not been to 10 sessions of someone. Uh, yeah, well, okay, maybe 10 is, is, is over. It's exaggerating a bit, but no, I, I'll do that. I'll be like, who are you? Because that's what you forget about therapists. They're just like everybody else. They're just some person who went to school and got a degree. Same thing with rabbis, same thing with cops and doctors. You know, you always go like, oh, this person's got this situation well in hand. It's like You can't tell in one conversation if someone's smarter than you. Or has more information and wisdom than you do? No, and I'll tell you why. Specifically with therapists. I, I can't tell if it's a real uh, analysis of them or if it's my bias that's screaming at me so loudly that I can't tell the truth from fiction. Does that make sense? I don't know when I'm like, oh, this person doesn't have anything for me. If they really don't have anything for me or if I'm, it's just my little 16-year-old brain going, we don't do therapy anymore. All right. Well, maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Let's find out. Let's find out right now. Can we please call Dr. Erica Holmes? I don't I don't like this already. <laughs> I don't like I do like the doctor part because I wouldn't want it. If, what if it was like Master Erica Holmes or Bachelor <laughs> Bachelor of Arts Erica Holmes? Hello, this is Erica. Hello, Dr. Dr. E. Uh. Doctor is my dad. Uh, this is just Erica. Oh, I was hoping That'll to. Sp- do. I was spoken to speak with your dad. Is he around or? <laughs> <laughs> Not here. Wait, we're talking. We're talking. This is this is the, the doctor, right? Doctor was her dad. This is Erica. Oh, okay. This is her. Hi, it's Moshe Kasher and Natasha. Hey, Lajero. how are you? Hey, how's it going? Oh. Good, good. You we're sound good. young. Uh, thirty-eight. 
Youngish. You sound 28, Erica. Okay, 38, cool. I, I can deal with. <laughs> we were just talking about <laughs> the fact that when I've gone to see therapists, not to put you in a weird position here, but when I've gone to see therapists, because I, I went to so much therapy when I was a kid, I spend the first five or so sessions figuring out if they can help me. And, 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 and part of that I just know is my bias. I have problems. And uh, okay. so, listen, we're getting into this quickly, but uh, can you help me? Uh, I will uh, try. All right. Are you? See what we can do. Are you a listener? Yeah. Okay. I have a question for you first and foremost. How do you sure. think we do from a therapist's perspective? You're a marriage and family therapist. Correct. Yeah. How do we do uh, in terms of our sincere advice giving? Uh, generally, I think pretty good. Ooh, I think yeah. the biggest thing. I, yeah. There's some stuff. There's been along the road. Some stuff where I might have differed, but. I think the best thing is uh, listening pretty non-judgmentally. I mean, roasting aside, but... Um, do you usually, like, when we have a couple's dispute, do you usually side with me or with oh, Moshe? Oh, can we change the subject? <laughs> I, I actually wanted to bring something else up. No, yeah, that's a good question. Who do you generally... When you hear us talk and hear us fight, what's your uh, what's your reaction to, to the way we communicate? It's... Usually, it takes a minute to take the therapist hat off and listen as a listener, but with the therapist hat on, it's usually listening to to how you fight, not what you fight about. Um, And there's some good stuff that you do, Um, and then there's some times where you kind of get defensive, but that's what every couple does. Wait, when you say you, do you mean the collective you, or do you mean me? Collective you. Okay, good. I mean... Mostly you, Moshe, but collective you. <laughs> the collective Moshe, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So have you had a spike in business since the quarantine? I was, I, I heard you say that on the last episode, and um, I think the Denver market's a little bit different than L.A. Um, yeah, they mostly fight about whether uh, it should be Tevas that they wear or whether they should wear um, Shimano shoes. Is that right? <laughs> Yeah, that's the only time where I'm uh, partial to one side or the other. Um, but I think Denver is probably a little bit slower to catch up on uh, getting into therapy in general. And my guess is uh, once things settle down a little bit here after the shock has worn off, then I think the calls are going to be coming in a bit more. Um, but it's not business is booming like I think uh, <laughs> Natasha's therapist mentioned. Well, I have a question. Well, like when you're when you are with a, a couple, and like there's one clearly identified asshole. Like, how do you not just hate that person? How are you still able to maintain professional composure? Not just be like, well, this dude's a dick, or this woman is just a fucking lunatic. Uh, I get a lot of practice. I mean, really, and and I think practicing a lot of being non-judgmental and having empathy and looking for the valid part in each couple, because it's for sure not helpful if I side with someone. It's just going to go off the rails real, real quick, because um, people can feel that. Right. Because I saw that show, uh, Couples Therapy, on Showtime. Did you watch that? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, it's great. But anyway... You can you watching? You're just like, oh, this is very obvious. This person is the problem here. This person is not. But I guess what you're saying is it doesn't. That's not really the point. The point is how do they process the problems that they have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Instead of what you're talking about, it's how you do it. 
um, is usually the the biggest part. And usually there's some reason why each party is uh, saying what they're saying or or feeling what they're feeling. Well, that's something so I'm trying to find that. That's something I've been recognizing lately in quarantine is that like it's like how I'm saying things because you're with you're with these people like for so many hours that. You know, it's like it's tone is very hard to control sometimes, especially because you're living your own personal hell. Right. So then all of a sudden there's someone next to you every second. And then you're just like the way you speak to them has been building up or you're annoyed about something else. I don't know. A best practice uh, in the old days. You remember the old days uh, five weeks ago when we used to be able to go outside would have been I need a little bit of space before I can process this communication with this person. I need to like go away, have some alone time, but you don't really have that option anymore. Natasha, Mm -hmm. for example, woke up this morning and I know I woke up, Natasha woke up 10 minutes before me and she, I was like yawning and saying, Oh, good morning. And she was like, why do I always wait, go get the baby up out of bed before you? I mean, it was like, literally I was in the yard. I was like, and she goes why am i always the one that goes and gets i just want to be a little bit appreciated in this relationship and i was like good morning but i didn't say in this relationship i was kind of teasing you but it was (laughs) i was kind of teasing you but it's still the first thing that popped out of my mouth first words so (laughs) erica how do couples who are in this kind of pressure cooker situation how do they avoid this sort of snippiness that it results with too much time together um, I think the biggest thing really to do is, one, take really good care of yourself, which, again, is really difficult. And that includes, like, one, uh, acknowledging that this is just a crazy dumpster fire of a situation. So, of course, you're going to be really stressed. Um, of course, you're going to have a short fuse. Um But then thinking about what is under your control that you can do um, and being thoughtful about that of activities that you could do space you need to take being able to kind of process your emotions and uh calming your body down because if your body's really stressed how do you calm your body down uh the basic things like breathing doing deep breathing is good singing and dancing are good i mean uh cliche therapist stuff that singing and dancing that is good because we did that the other night twice and with the the kid, and it was like so cathartic. I would hardly say that's a yep. cliche therapy thing to sing and dance when you're in fight or flight. I mean, that's, <laughs> maybe Doctor Doctor Cornelius from Soul Train would suggest something like that. Uh, I like that. And, and we've I, been yeah. singing too, and, and screaming every night at eight o'clock when the essential workers they applaud for the workers, and so we've all yeah. been screaming out the window, and it's been very cathartic. And I think that. Mm-hmm. It's an important time to, if there are any chances to be able to do that. Um, okay. Do you disagree much? Totally. No, I think it's a great idea. I, I like that idea. And it's something I haven't thought of before, although it seems really intuitive now that you said it. It's like what happens when we get into a fight is like it all enters into like my body where I'm like so frustrated that I can't get my point across, like taking a moment to get that under control, then you could communicate with more ease. I mean, I I assume you would agree, uh, Erica, that usually what happens is people fight until their adrenaline wears off and then they actually start communicating. Yeah. Yeah. One of the two, either they fight or one of them runs away the other direction or kind of shuts down. I mean, if you can't do either of those then you might kind of shut down, feel really tired and disconnected. 
Right. Um, so yeah, that fight, flight, freeze um, is definitely going to be there. I tried the flight. And when you're in that spot, yeah, you're going to be uh, like scanning all the time and be like super triggered all the time because you're just looking for threats. Like your body just thinks that you're in danger. And then it's looking for what the biggest threat and how to stay safe. And usually like that goes through some of your old um, like stories that you might have of looking for I'm not important or I'm not respected. People have forgotten about me. I don't matter. Um, It's not fair. All of those kind of things are going to come up as you're super stressed. Just all of those stories are right up at the surface. And then you're you're ready to go. Not respected. That's somebody must have emailed you about my core issues, Erica, because <laughs> that's 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 my one. Not that's... just a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> no, not respected. That's exactly right. And then when you're in that not I for me anyway, when I'm in that I'm being disrespected mode, I stopped mm-hmm. being able to process the conversation. I'm only listening for the areas the linguistic areas in the conversation that are disrespectful rather than having the conversation. Erica, doesn't that sound like a fun person to argue with? (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. I I would, uh, I would uh, be intimidated for sure. (laughs) Right. And you're like a professional therapist. It's really annoying. That's that, that's the problem. You know, it's just, it's just hard, you know, because everyone has their own style. Right. So you have to just Mm -hmm. figure out how your styles can work. And now Moshe and I have an understanding that like he's going to be more like specific and verbose and, you know, have this whole like analytical thing behind, I don't know. And also you're just naturally really good at knowing how to talk. Like you're like an orator. Yeah, professionally so, yeah. Well, Natasha and I, when we were in an argument the other day, this was actually, I thought really, we had a nice breakthrough, which is that I have this thing that I like to do which is that I like to go back into our conversation and tell Natasha the way that she could have said something where I would have responded better. And uh, so I'll say, well, if you had merely posed the, the question in this way, and then I read her the question. And he's, of my, course, right, but I didn't think of it like that. I don't that. know if I'm right or not, but mm-hmm. Natasha said in the middle of one of these arguments, like, I hate when you do that. Please don't ever do it again. And I like... I we came to an agree- I realized you were right saying that because how obnoxious is it to be like oh if only you had said it from my brain I didn't say I hate when you do that I just said I'm never gonna say it like that so you just need to like understand what I mean you know what I mean you just rephrased it right. so I'll work on my tone but like <laughs> right. anyway I agreed to stop doing that to like play back that seems like a bad communication technique right Erica to to go oh in in the middle of it sure yeah yeah yeah. Right. In the Afterwards, of- if you were going to come back and like have kind of a postmortem on it and both of you are kind of calm and collected and know that you're back kind of on the same team and that this isn't round two, you could probably have some of like, hey, I'm sorry, I could have done this better. or It would have been helpful if you had done this. So for next time, here's how we can kind of learn and grow from it. But exactly. I imagine in the middle of it, maybe not the, the most helpful. Yeah. The only message you're really giving a person when you do that is like, I would have gotten this one right. But you weren't able yeah. to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So you're saying you can still impart the wisdom that you have on it like the next day. Say, you know, generally mm-hmm. speaking, I don't like to be talked to like that. But just wait that. Like wait 12 hours or something. Erica, yeah, yeah, yeah. Erica, yeah. are there any situations where a couple comes in and you're like, like, give me an example of something like a, a common issue that seems big where you're like, oh, I can solve this. This is solvable. And is there also, second part of the question, is there anything that people bring in where you're like, oh, this is, oh, like first session, like, oh, this relationship's over? Based on the issue alone. Um, issue 
alone, I don't think that there's been one issue alone. Um, but it's more like if one person's a hundred percent checked out, like not feeling anything, maybe they've only just stayed around cause it's like financially easier to not get a divorce, but they're like emotionally checked out. That's where I'm um, at. Or I'm they're a- like not, mo- that's where you're at. Well, she's got this CBS sitcom and it's just like not a good time. Oh, sure. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be the, and like if one's not motivated, like, cause it takes two to get through an issue. So if, if one's definitely out the door, um, then, then that's, you can't really come back from that. Or, I mean, you can, they can try, but and, that makes it challenging. And what's an issue that couples bring you that's, that seems m- monolithic but that you look at and go, no problem. We can get through this one. What's a common one? Um, I don't know if there's any that are like easy, but a lot of, I mean, everyone comes in saying that communication's the problem. Um, so that's, that's a, a big one where it can be like, okay, well, we can definitely figure out some better ways to communicate around that. Um, an affair, if both people are wanting to work on it is something that could get through again, if pe- both parties are, are motivated. Right. Um, what, to, what to about this? About what if yeah. we you had a couple where they've been together seven, eight years almost, and the mm-hmm. man in the relationship had never uh, achieved orgasm? Like, that's the situation that I'm in right now. And hypothetically, it's hypothetical, but it's true for uh, me, and it's I'm liter- it's literally true for me. So, but it's hypothetical. You think that's bad? I, I yeah, I mean, I'm not a sex therapist, okay. but uh, it doesn't sound good. Oh, okay. So that non-judgment went right out the window. I see. Okay, go it ahead. sounds like it'd be like really frustrating <laughs> and painful for everyone. It's painful. I'll tell you, it's been yeah. it's been it's a big buildup. Um, Tosh, uh-huh. didn't you you wanted to ask about? Oh, I have a question. So, um, sure. it sounds like you're not really talking to people right now, though. You don't have clients while you're in quarantine. Oh, yeah, we're doing uh, everything's on uh, Zoom right now. So we're just doing everything remotely. Oh, okay. So you're dealing with people in their quarantine issues, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think all day. I think that, um, um, you know, the phone is like something that now more than ever, I was already really annoyed at like the amount of phone use. But now it's like, I just feel like the amount of news, like I heard someone des- describe it as mainlining the news, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, I think that, you know, we got to put that to a limit. And every day that I like don't have my phone, because I've been like running around with my kid, like, I'm like, wow, life is really fine, you know, and then it's like the mm-hmm. second you look at it, and then you're also being antisocial by looking at it constantly when you're quarantined. So do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> <laughs> Here's my diet, diet tribe. <laughs> and in, oh, shit, it's supposed to be a question. So thoughts? No, but uh, I get uh, are you asking though? Are if, you going to rephrase what I said now as a question? Sorry. It's okay. You can. I was just wondering, do you have any specific suggestions for how to limit phone use in a time where it feels like more than ever we're all yeah. staring at our phones all day? See, you did phrase that better. You're good at that. Well, I was just trying to have her like catch my vibe. <laughs> any thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I think there for sure has to be has to be some limits and that can be something that you just be uh really cognizant and intentional about yourself or ask for some accountability or there's apps or whatever that can help you kind of put some of that stuff down. But the news definitely is going to keep you in that fight or flight because it's terrible. 
um, and it just keeps coming at you and there's not that much, there's not that much you can do about it. So just feeling that hopeless, helpless, out of control, like there's danger all the time, like that's going to really kind of decrease your emotional fuse just right off the bat there. And then the toll that it takes to in terms of like being disconnected or like not emotionally engaged with people who you are close with and that because we're such social creatures who are wired to connect like when we notice that the person like our tribe is not connected to us like if like Natasha you and Moshe are sitting together and like he's on the phone or you're on the phone like that's just gonna make one or both of you feel triggered anyway because it's like hey I feel really isolated really alone really disconnected and that's you're just going to be more triggered just from there so it's like a double whammy if you're on the phone all the time um so i think having some limits and and talk as a couple of what uh, if there's some like phone free well i i also think just, just having limits not even as a couple just for yourself you know i think like sure. 15 minutes of news is probably good like don't and also don't 20. don't watch cnn Wait, did you just say 20 I said plenty. Oh, I thought you said 20. <laughs> now, that would have been very funny. 50 minutes is good. You're like, actually, I'm a doctor. I'm a therapist. It's 20 minutes. <laughs> and why would anyone have CNN on in their house? What is wrong with you? Um, I, mean, I mean, I get I'm it. You want qualified to... qualified for that, but... <laughs> no, I, I have a question. It just sounds so horrifying. I've got a question. No. Um, maybe you All can right. help us with this. Uh, what if a partner had a spouse that um, only would talk during the dialogue parts of a movie so if she has a question about the movie or the plot she'll wait until the characters are talking there'll be a there'll be a silent part and she'll be she'll be totally silent watching or she or he will be watching the film but then when the characters start talking then she says like wait what is this person doing here or something like that how do what do you do with that Uh, another hypothetical yeah 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 um that would be one we're probably having one of those conversations about what's what's helpful um, and explaining kind of what that does, um, if it's annoying or bothersome or whatever, and then having some sort of agreement. You see, I've tried what you said to tell her that it's annoying, and I say that like all I say that's that's annoying, that's so annoying. I say it like ten times to make sure she really hears me, and that has backfired. I would say. Well, because now I don't really care. <laughs> I think it's because I feel like you annoy me doing things. So I'm like, that's just I sometimes I have a question. I'm just going to ask it. I like that. All right. Um, Natasha, do you have any other questions? I am curious um, uh, to make it more specific. If you can think of anything, can you can you tell us like what in terms of what you've heard, the way we communicate, what we do, if, if anything comes to mind, what we do well and what we what we struggle with? I have heard you both apologize and take accountability and uh, praise the other person um, a lot, even in the context of fights that you've had. And I think that that's awesome. Um, I think one thing that probably needs some work and like every couple needs some work, every person needs some work is the slowing down and listening, especially when things start to get heated. Um kind of checking yourself and being like, Hey, I'm getting triggered or I'm having a hard time listening and slowing things down, I think would probably help quite a bit. So you don't go round and around in circles with both of you feeling unheard and kind of digging your heels in on stuff. No, I totally disagree with that. And I totally think that that suggestion is out of left field and probably disrespectful, actually disrespectful. 
Cool. <laughs> Just kidding. Lo, <laughs>、uh, no, I think that, that, that is really good. Al- always, right? Always listening more is helpful and being quiet and not being reactive. Yeah. Also,、mm-hmm. I, I was listening or I was reading something the other day about raising a kid and like they were saying, like, Talking and listening to them. And I was like, I'm always talking to her, but I don't know if I'm not always listening to her. I'm always like trying to direct her to do all, you know. And I think、mm-hmm. just listening in general,、yeah. saying less, saying less, listening more. It's hard saying on a less when my husband's watching a movie, I guess. Yeah, that would really be helpful. <laughs> that would honestly be great.、Um, okay, before we go, and thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you、uh, taking time.、Yeah. You're a professional and you get paid for stuff like this. But、um, what are. Any best practices, just generally, for people that are, are quarantined right now,、uh, single or in a relationship, for like self care? Like, what suggestions do you have for the, our listeners? I think the first thing is just to, again, like acknowledge this is a super、uh, just crazy, unknown situation. So, giving yourself some permission to not be okay all the time, not be productive. Like, Lose your shit every once in a while. Like, that's okay.、Um, but then being really preventative with taking, like, setting some boundaries、um, and taking a lot of time for self care. And that can include, like, talking to friends and family and partners and all of that, but whatever it is that refuels you. Because、awesome. everything's so exhausting right now, like, whatever there can be to kind of get refueled so that you can go back in and, and keep fighting. Awesome. Yeah, it is crazy that we are. Doing less than we've ever done before, and I feel more tired than I ever have. I don't know what that, what that is, but it's psychic tiredness, I guess.、Um, Erica, thank you so much for joining us. Tosh, any final thoughts? I mean, I personally don't believe in apps to stop your internet use. I think it's something that you have to. I believe in you, Tasha. You can do it. <laughs> no, I mean, I just think that it's. Don't just, you got to disconnect from the phone a little more than that. Are you talk, who are you、uh-huh. talking to right now? Me. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to <laughs> me. I don't,、well. I mean, you're, you're not even that bad. Moshe, I asked him to not have his cell phone at dinner and he doesn't. We're doing what we can. Yeah.、Um, Erica, how are you doing? We never asked you that. How are you? Oh, I'm,、uh, I'm doing as best I can, I think. I'm trying. Are, doing, are、uh, you quarantining by yourself? Trying to walk the walk and. Yeah. Do you, have to yes. like, do you have to like put on a sane face when your, call, when your clients call in on Zoom? <laughs> Wait, one question, serious question. Have you done a session without pants on yet on Zoom? I have、uh, developed what I like to call the work mullet.、Um, <laughs> <Sure> . for, <laughs> so,、uh, professional shirt, and then I'm social distancing from pants right now. I'm wearing shorts all the time. Oh, Awesome. Well, a casual therapist is my kind of therapist. You've been very so,、uh, helpful, and、uh, I really appreciate your input. Thank you so much for letting us call you. Yeah, my pleasure. Singing and dancing. I'm going to start doing it every day. Everybody sing and dance.、Yeah. Okay, thanks again. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye. Thought she was smart. How can you start dancing? She was good. Yeah. How, how can you start dancing and singing if you're, if you're alone? How can you start? You got to put on your favorite stuff. No, the better question is how do you start dancing and singing in the middle of a fight where your fight or flight instincts are up and you're feeling disrespected? Do you do the cha cha right in the middle of a screaming match? <laughs> I know. It's so hard to like, it's so easy to get inspired and so, so easy to like lose the inspiration. Like, how often do you like. 
oh, have a have a revelation in quarantine. Yeah. Like, this is my new way. Or in anything in life, right. you know, you can. And then like you would listen to a teacher, or you listen to, you know, something inspiring and you're changed and then you just forget it. Um, she said that we acknowledge each other often, compliment each other, and apologize with full accountability. And I think that is a pretty good job that we're you doing. You remembered that? I was going to write it down. That's pretty good stuff. Well, yeah, we put good. it on the podcast so now we can listen back to it. <laughs> Speaking of listening back, why don't we move on to listening to some secrets? Oh, man. I forgot to ask her about the birthday cake. Oh, well, I mean, you want to talk about that? We already talked about it. I know, but I want to get a professional opinion if I'm crazy. She seemed like very rational. You want to call her back? Let's just ask her about that. I just want to ask her if it's okay for someone to okay. not care about gifts. Uh, fine. Let's call her back. Dr. Erica Holmes, part two. Hello, it's Erica. Hey, it's Natasha again. Hey. <laughs> and Moshe. Um, Hello. Hi. So I forgot. I wanted to ask you what your thoughts were on the fact that in general, Moshe doesn't really, quote, believe in birthday present giving. <laughs> this is, you're, and, you're already setting this up with a lot of like little stank and perspective. And I just think that like, you know, really recognizing someone on their birthday <laughs> is like, I don't know, like presents, you know, like we already don't really have Christmas. And I think a birthday present, it can be very romantic, but he's kind of like of the mindset that he just likes to give presents when he feels like it. Erica, if you could see me right now, I am singing and dancing. Just so you know, off <laughs> off camera, I'm singing. Perfect. Uh, wait, did you have a specific question or you just wanted to kind of give an analysis of what I think about <laughs> gift giving? Well, because then... Did you hear our fight about the... The, the quarantine the, came. He, he baked He baked me a chocolate cake, which was... He's an amazing uh-huh. cook, so it was like so delicious. But he was... But then he said, I couldn't get you a gift because we're in quarantine. And I'm like, but you get... You just got like two pounds of sandpaper delivered to you from Amazon for like a home project. Like, so that's not really a reason why you can't get someone a gift. And then last year, like, I feel like every year I kind of have to like needle him to get me something. And then one year he did really good. He, he got me a sauna. That was amazing. Like, like, like it was off Craigslist, but it was still like, you know, a little like standout one. I have it outside. I love it. Yeah. Did you have a question, Natasha? Do you think it's okay that he just got me a cake because we were in quarantine for my birthday? <laughs> so I think I think there that's one where you guys it sounded like you bumped up in the two kind of triggers for each of you. It sounded like the wanting to Natasha wanting to feel special and cared for and thought of and like the most important thing like hey if you're on Amazon all the time shouldn't you also be thinking about me like that is super valid and, and I, I was like up against I, like my fear of a gold digger of a gold digger of somebody just <laughs> trying to get right is that what you're gonna say but I think that it was what it sounded like was when you brought that up that it might have been a disrespect or uh it's not good enough or you're not seeing my effort or don't tell me what to do or some of those kind of things that might be triggers for him and i think both of you got stuck there Mm. was when i was listening kind of what i was hearing and i don't think either of you is necessarily right on that i think it's the more that you can talk about what it means like what the cake meant to make it or like what the gift would have meant um 
Like, I think if that only might you would have gotten me. No, but Moshe, I mean, the reason why I press him to get me gifts is because he he's mm-hmm. so, you know, he's such an interesting, fascinating person. He has such great style that whenever I've forced him to get me a gift, he's gotten me like the coolest things. Like, oh, so it is like for the stuff. Yeah. You're like curious what the stuff is. <laughs> I mean, it, Erica. One it, year he went vintage shopping and got me a bunch of different hats. And then another year he went and bought a bunch of records for me that were like records from like mu- music we had listened to wait, together. Erica, do you know why yeah, she knows awesome. all of the um, historical gifts I've given her? Because this week I've been telling her about them. I've been like, one year I got you this, <laughs> sure. one year I got you that. You got me that that thermometer, that... It was like a French, a French thermometer, thermometer. Sure. that I hung up on here's, the wall. Here's the thing about me, Erica, and I'm sorry we called you again, but this is fun, so I'm not really sorry. And what are you really doing, right? But, yeah, nothing. Uh, for me, a gift is only meaningful if it's meaningful. A gift for mm-hmm. the sake of giving a, a stuff to a person feels mm-hmm. valueless. It just feels like, oh, here's your, widget, here's your widget of merchandise that I have gotten you. So to me, like, if I see something and I'm like, ah, Natasha would love this, then I'm going to get it. If I'm just like perusing Amazon going like, oh, maybe this, you know, frankincense diffuser, you know, from Etsy would, be, would suffice. No, but sometimes it's just like when you think about someone and you think about giving them a gift. You, you like- maybe make them a cake. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, mean that's valid. Not, not wrong. That that took a lot of thought and effort. It sounds like. I mean, it was it was delicious, and it was from scratch. But Erica, what's another word for not wrong? If you were going to say not wrong, and <laughs> let's say one word, what would be the word that came to mind? I mean, undeniably correct. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Moshe wins. No, she's not really saying that. <laughs> So it's basically it's basically what could have happened is we could have communicated better about what Natasha what it meant for Natasha to get a gift rather than just a yeah. a baked good and I could have communicated better what it meant for me to make that cake. Moshe, when's my birthday? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're out of time, but um, <laughs> your birthday is in March. What do you know the date? It's late March. <laughs> it's in late March. It's either the twenty sixth or the twenty seventh. It's the twenty sixth. But he he was he had and this is another thing, he was he had a road date booked for my whole birthday. Oh, so she was nursing a resentment about a gig that got canceled I due know. to the quarantine. But she was already she was still but mad that I took the We went to work. like July like uh, for your birthday last year, we all went to Mexico and had a big fun time. It like, was my fortieth. So what? P- on people's birthday they like to like do <laughs> okay. something they don't want their husband like in you know rochester or wherever you were going no, the truth is the truth is i don't really respect birthdays <laughs> that is true you care more about them than i do i don't that, care about them i just like to be celebrated i guess I so ce- do you i would rather celebrate you on a tuesday than than on on a specific day that just feels arbitrary <laughs> what do you think of that uh, I think it's one where you guys have to, I don't think either of you is necessarily, again, being therapist here, like neither of you is necessarily right. It's a, talking about what the meaning is for it, kind of communicating ahead of time what some of the expectations are, and then being really thoughtful instead of like trying to be right on your side, like try and see what the other person needs or wants or feels 
um, and try and see their side. And usually when someone feels heard, they're more likely to kind of be able to, to listen to you better too. And then you can, once you both are feeling heard, you can probably problem solve it of like, Hey, well, the expectation is birthdays are important. Um, and Moshe, you want her to feel special and, um, cared for and just for in and of itself. And also because when she's not, that's a stressful situation and you're likely both going to get in a fight because of it. And no one wants that. Like you're in a three-legged race. So if one of you falls down or feels hurt, then both of you are going down. So talking about what to do about it, like what would be, what would be helpful and what would like being thoughtful, what would make the other person feel most cared for in that situation? Like next time again, like what can you learn from this one and how can you grow next time and problem solved uh, together to I, be on the same team with it. I think what I realized just now is mm-hmm. that every year I realize right like the day, few days before her birthday that she really likes a gift and usually I'm able to run out and get something really cool. But this, but it takes a full year. So every year when it's about her birthday, I, I have, I care so little about birthdays that I have forgotten. You did order me a Kindle last year. Thank you. That I have forgotten that birthdays are important to her. And so... It's not that birthdays are important to me. I just like... I like to look at like a thing sometimes to like remind me of my love. Like I like like a cool cape or like a, like like because you would like Looks buy me cape, something cool. Cape is one... Or like a record cape, or like... Cape is one letter away from cake. <laughs> When you think about it. <laughs> or like, you know, like when someone gives, even if it's cheap, it's like a little like necklace. It's like a token, but it's like a token of a period in your life. Like, oh, he gave that to me when we were in quarantine. Sure. Well, yeah, like very sentimental, it sounds like. But I'm not that sentimental. But I just like, I guess I like, I just like Moshe. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she likes sapphires. Is that weird? She said, next year, you better get me a sapphire. Do you think that's I weird? That. I also think that because there was something about being in quarantine for me, where I was like, well, I just decided in my brain, like a gift. Amazon feels like the least romantic place on earth to get a gift. And so I was like, well, I can do something kind of quarantine and folksy and kind and, and with a lot of effort. I'll make this cake. And then Moshe, you won. No, not that. But then hearing that it that you were disappointed and wanted a gift, I guess that part made me. I didn't want a gift. It just it just made me remember that you never like to get me gifts, and I think that's funny. (laughs) And the fact that you said you couldn't get me one because we were in quarantine, I was just disputing that. Oh, okay. We're getting packages. So so this whole time it was a it was a gag. So when (laughs) it was like two o'clock in the morning, and you woke up out of a cold sweat sleep and we're like where's my fucking gift puto right it was just like you know me me it was a very definitely a low moment but i think that we're all just kind of like ruminating in a, in a way and i was ruminating here's what yeah. i think erica what do you think of this it happens i'm gonna set sure. a siri reminder for one month before her birthday an <laughs> ongoing reminder that says natasha no. really likes gifts get her something for her birthday i think that'll solve the problem do it all right why not can i ask you one question doctor (laughs) sure do you like gifts yeah why not they're great it's nice to have like to feel like someone thought about you and put effort into it i think they're they go into the who doesn't (laughs) 
category. (laughs) (laughs) Only Moshe, who also loves gifts. I mean, what is happening right now? (laughs) Thank you, Erica. Okay, bye. Thank you. Sorry to bother you again. We'll call you in about 15 minutes. Please, I'll be on standby. Okay. And if it, do you have a plug? If you're in Denver and you need a good family therapist, do you, does it work oh, like yeah. that? Do you plug? I don't things? know. She said she, her business wasn't booming. That's totally. Good. Why not? Yeah. Well, I'm at a Colorado Couple and Family Therapy at uh, ColoradoCFT.com. And you don't even have to be in the Denver area now. You could you could zoom in from Tallahassee yeah. or Anchorage or Tahiti or anywhere that you're living with someone where you're baking them a beautiful cake and they all they want is some escape by calvin klein <laughs> absolutely all right okay, thanks bye. again bye-bye yeah have a good one bye honestly Moshe, that cake is so it was so memorable and so delicious it was a beautiful gift i was i it really it really was let's listen to some secrets <laughs> Let's do some secrets. So during this whole quarantine thing, um, I'm living with my boyfriend. We realized that we've both gained a little weight. And so we're supposed to be dieting. But when he goes to work, I've just been sneaking chocolate. And today I just ate a I straight up ate an entire bag of popcorn by myself. And like at halfway, I wasn't even enjoying it that much, but it just felt like this glorious kind of freedom I had. And even though, like, I could stop the diet, but I don't know. Quarantine's probably just getting to me. Ugh. All right. Bye. Didn't Anthony say that we're all going to have, like, a quarantine 15 and then... Yes. I honestly think it's possible that when we come out of quarantine, everyone will have gained a proportionately exactly same amount of weight, and we won't even notice that the entire... (laughs) Beauty standards and weight standards will have shifted like 14% and we'll just be like, oh, that's what a skinny person looks like that now. A fat person looks like that now. And nobody will even notice. We'll just carry on with society. So give yourself a break. Eat the popcorn. Chew the chocolate. Do your thing. Hey, guys. Love the show. Um, My secret is about my dad. He had a stroke about six weeks ago and he's doing really well, but he is on his phone all the time and has no idea what he's really doing and sends gibberish messages and pictures and weird stuff. And today he sent me a picture of my mom's boobs and I told my sister and I tried to test out deleting a picture from a text thread and it only deletes it on my end. So I deleted it, and I'm just going to play really dumb and not tell my mom because I think she would kill him and want to kill herself. But that's my secret. I love you guys. Bye. (laughs) I mean, you should be lucky that you live in a family where you're – mom is sending or your dad has pictures of your mom's tits on his phone i I guess the idea of these old parents sending (laughs) each other titty pics and stuff like that that's really nice he has a stroke she's like you know what would make you feel better picture these titties these (laughs) these firm gilf titties right now is what you need i also like that she's like he's doing really well everything's fine he did send me a picture of my mother's beaver but uh other than that everything seems to be really recovering really well (laughs) i do think there's something sweet about that though old folks sending each other nudes 
I mean, we're old folks to 10-year-olds. You know what I mean? It's like, or to 15-year-old. Right. Like, Maybe we should send some 10-year-olds pictures of your tits. Is <laughs> no, that... I just mean it's all relative. Okay, sure. They don't think they're old. They're like 60, 70. You don't think 70-year-olds think they're old? I mean, probably mo- most of them do. I don't know. Probably a lot of them don't because they don't want to. I don't know. You think you'll send me pictures of your tits when you're 70? I would send you whatever part of me looks the best. Mm-hmm. I'd probably send you pictures of that. I'm a pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just That's kidding. That's so rude. I'm joking. I would love When them. you were six. All right. What? What? When you were 16, if someone was like, do you want to see a 40 year old chick's tits? You'd be like, ew. No, I wouldn't. Have <laughs> at all. <laughs> Incorrect. What about 60? Uh, now we're more. I My sexuality hadn't developed enough. At 16 to know that I would think that was hot. Okay. But you draw the line at 70. No, I'll take a 70-year-old. <laughs> it's all good. Give me them titties. No matter what. <laughs> you know? There's still titties. Okay, let's hear another one. Uh, hi, Moshe. Hi, Natasha. Uh, my secret is that I've been masturbating to Louis C.K. post me too. Um, <laughs> it kind of makes me feel like a shitty millennial woman. Uh, but whatever, you know. All right. Hope you're safe. Bye. What? That's crazy. Well, first of all, I want to say that Louis would appreciate that specific <laughs> thing. I mean, if there's anything he would appreciate, it would be that. And what do you look at? Do you look at his photos online? Is it or stand do you up? do it to his jokes? Like while he's talking, you're like is it beca- rubbing yourself down on your bed? Right. Do you use anything? Does, I wonder if she has like a full like full size cutout of him and she puts <laughs> him in a corner and stands in front of the door and then jerks off to that so that it feels like he can't escape or something like that. I used to have, I remember I counted one night like 21 posters of Michael Jackson up in my bedroom. Did you ever jerk it to him? I think that was before I jerked right. it. But I still like wanted my room surrounded by his image. But it is interesting like... Now, what do you do? You don't have a poster of someone. But no, but I, it, it sounds to me like she's not just... Ma- First of all, the idea of masturbating to any stand-up comedian is fucking <laughs> horrifying and baffling. Like, what are you? what is wrong with you? Get Dream bigger. But second of all, is it sounded like she was doing it because of what he'd been accused of, not because of his comedy? Or I don't... I, I need more information. And is it to his specials? Or is it to the idea of him masturbating to her i gotta know more i gotta know more but whatever it is you a freak girl and i like that i like that you're a freak hey guys i'm calling from the garage because i'm now never alone i work from home and i have for a long time but now i have a elementary school aged kid and my husband here all the time and to be honest, what I miss the most is masturbating during the day <laughs> to let off stress. And now I can't do that in the most stressful time that I can recall. So that sucks. Also, my husband's decided now's the time to detox his armpits from deodorant. So, <laughs> super hot. <laughs> okay, here's what she needs to tell him to not do that right now. That's I, not fair. I never even heard of detoxing your armpits <laughs> from deodorant. Is that a thing? That you, is that a process you have to go through? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I stopped using deodorant, but I, I never really needed it. 
But I do think that if you use it a lot, you need it. Is, that sounds like w- the folk wisdom that her husband believes in, too. I don't know. It worked for me, but I never really smelled to begin with. So I don't I don't know. Detoxing from deodorant. But here's what she needs to do. She needs yeah. to tell him to not do that. Okay. What about the masturbation? And then she needs to fuck him in the day. Well, she doesn't want to fuck. She wants to masturbate. There's a difference between fucking and masturbation, which is that there's no pressure to perform. Needs, oh, I know. She needs to tell him. She needs to say, you can either lick my pussy or oh, at this Natasha, time, you, you dirty or, or I'm going to masturbate. I'm going to be in the garage. She doesn't you can't say she that. She wants it as a pressure release. I know what she should do. Okay. It's super obvious. You don't see it? No. Louis C.K. just dropped a brand new special. It's available <laughs> on the site right now. I think only for $5. So download that. You'll get rare and to go and you can jerk it till the moon comes up. <laughs> well, let's take another call. What do you think? Okay. Let's let's take a call. Why don't we do another call? Let's call Mar in Orlando. Hello. Mar. Hi, Mar. Mayor. Hey, what's Mayor, up? Mayor, Mayor, Mayor. Sorry. I was going to say, you're in Orlando. Mar, isn't that Spanish for the sea? Yeah, yeah. So sad right. to be in Florida and not be able to look out at the mar. But you know what? <laughs> You're the mayor. So what's up? Why'd you why'd you contact us? Uh yeah. So well well number one, I hope you guys are surviving your quarantine. I feel like it's my duty to ask you. Um how's that going? We're going but <laughs> thank you for asking. No one's ever asked actually. <laughs> you know, not one caller has ever asked us how we are. We're good. This week we're really good. We've Moshe got... baked me a cake two oh, weeks God. ago. Oh God! Okay. Anyway, no, we've gotten past our fu- our our the snip phase, and we think we're into a new transition phase of uh, peace and harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, third eye open and all that bullshit. Exactly. That good. Our third eyes <laughs> are open. And how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, the reason why I like called is that I um I live with my partner who I it's a very loving and caring relationship, and I, I wouldn't want to be quarantined with anybody else. But um, then, you know, like when you're with someone 24-7, you start noticing all their weird little habits. And don't get me wrong. I have my fair share just like anybody else. But I'm just like particularly horrified by the food habits. Mm. Can you um, tell us about them? Ugh, that's the worst. Yeah. Like, um, for example, my partner last week just opened a can of sweetened condensed milk and then drank it like it was Gatorade. <laughs> that is <laughs> truly irredeemable. Out of the can? Sweetened condensed yeah. milk from the can. So do you guys like have the same taste in food? Like before No. Before this happened, would you guys go out to eat and stuff? Or how would you eat dinner uh, together every night? I mean, I'm a vegetarian Jew and he's Cuban, so like that doesn't really mesh too well. But mm. we you know, you make it work. Like I can you can always I can always eat a breadstick or something. Wait, I'm not gonna be like that bitch. Is this a serious relationship? Yeah, yeah. Are you guys going to get married? Well, I mean, if we survive the quarantine, I can figure out how to not be repulsed by this particular... So so did you used to not see him eating all the time? Like, do you just see him eating more? No, like, we'd have, like, serious meals together, typically, and we we do spend a lot of time together, even pre-COVID, and he's actually, like, a really good cook. It's just when you're around someone all the time, you start noticing how to snack throughout the day. Oh, you didn't live with him before the, uh, the quarantine? 
Well, yeah, we do, but not not this intensely. Like, right? Um, she said she sees uh, so him now, snacking all day long. What else, though? What else? Any other gross things that he's done? Uh, okay, so we're gonna circle back to the sweet and condensed milk. I saw him also like on another occasion mix in like cream cheese <laughs> into the milk. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. Yeah, that's a dairy freak right there. You got yourself a Cuban dairy freak. <laughs> and he's like. The only person I know that is like a fanatical about gefilte fish, and I'm like, I, I don't even know. <laughs> Interesting. Wait, why would you put cream cheese in? Gotta get the creamier milk. Condensed milk. It's not milky uh, I'm enough. I'm honestly gonna. I don't think you should marry him. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha's go-to stock line. No, but seriously, I almost like like that is so disgusting. You almost hurled. <laughs> Did you almost hurl? Natasha, you and me both. When I when confronted by like the jury, he he said that he was trying to recreate a Wawa smoothie. A what? A Wawa smoothie. What's a Wawa smoothie? Oh, I guess you guys don't have. Are you guys live in California, right? Yeah. Is that a is that a Florida thing? It, it, no, it's like a New Jersey thing that kind of migrated its way down here. It's like a gas station that you're not going to get some horrible disease if you like use the bathroom there. It's like. And they also have like food and stuff. I don't know. It's like a convenience store. It, 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 but wait, do they have like, smoothies made of cream cheese and condensed milk <laughs> at Wawa Smoothies? What is happening in Florida? I have, honestly, I have, I have no idea. I have an important We've question. All, what did yeah. you say when you saw him do that? Because <laughs> that's going to help me with my next step. I think I kind of blacked out at that point. Like, you guys don't have a relationship. Like, if I saw Moshe doing something that repulsive, I would be like, I mean, to me, I don't know. That just sounds like putting cheese into milk. It just feels like kind of. It feels like a natural combo to me, but I'm a dairy freak. I'm a JD. No, but, but if you could make a joke out of it, that would be, you know, that, that would be kind of cool. And then you could kind of start to slowly tell him, honey, I do think that is like, you know, can you kind of snack, keep your. Because, like, you know, every everyone does kind of gross things. And I think if you can make it into a joke, it works. Yeah. You know what? When I had I, I made a transition from that vape onto the Nicorette gum. And I had about a month there where the nicotine content was affecting my uh, my nervous system such that I was burping a lot. <laughs> and um, I couldn't explain it, but it was happening. I definitely let him know. And she let me know in a way that was uh, firm. <laughs> Uh, yet, yet embarrassing, and I definitely uh, was um, uh, upset about the way she said it. But I did change the behavior. I mean, my thoughts here are that you guys are in quarantine, and honestly, he's probably stress eating. It's probably not the way oh, he really you're right. eats. Right, that's so true, Moshe. It's probably not the way he really eats. He probably does. I mean, that's disgusting, obviously. But he's probably like doing some weird well it's also unsanitary and unsafe to just be drinking out of cans it is well if you like you could like cut your lip or something you could cut your lip maybe you know. should try that uh mayor tell him you could cut your lip that'll probably <laughs> i think that's the the secret is to know that right now you guys are both seeing You're so right the ugliest part of each other in a in, in a good way because this is like i know for me i'm walking around in my underwear every, every six days a, a week and then That's on, your right, though. And then on the seventh day, it's 22 hours a day. Uh, and it's when we tape this podcast is the only time I put on p- pants. So I'm just saying, like, cut him a little bit of slack because it's temporary. In, in, a, in a normal world, he would have the decency to grab that condensed milk, go into the bathroom, and crack it open <laughs> by himself. 
but also <laughs> beer but also oh, I, no. I would like to add to that that f- food someone annoying you how they eat in general like that is something that is only going to grow. No, no, no. I disagree. <laughs> Don't listen to Natasha. She wants out of her current relationship, and that's what's informing this. <laughs> I don't like being gr- I, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just kind of particular. Natasha does have a very low gross-out threshold, I would say. But like, I, all I'm saying is that I think you guys are not experiencing each other in the, the real world. You're experiencing each other in the COVID dimension. And in the COVID dimension, a lot of shit is, is acceptable that isn't acceptable the rest of the year. I think it'll change. Yeah, it's almost like a pregnancy craving. And, you know, the strange thing is, like, for the most part, he's a pretty good cook, like, to the point where I'm not allowed in the kitchen because I'm a really bad cook. So I feel like I really can't be judging. I just thank you for the validation, though. I was very horrified by witnessing that with my own two eyes. And I don't think I'm ever going to be able to unsee that, like, got milk thing. <laughs> No, it's nasty. It's nasty. I wonder if he like used a straw or like, did he like blend it together? I think it was blended because I asked him what was going. I didn't see him like physically add it in, but he like mentioned that he had put it in there. Listen, you want to do something special for him? I'm I'm nervous. Well, next time (laughs) you guys are in the bedroom, you excuse yourself. You say, just hold on a moment. You go into the bathroom. You just pop, pop a can of that condensed milk inside of you. Come back in just and with a little hole in the can and just say, oh, I think I'm going to squirt. And you squirt that condensed milk all over him. You'll never see a happier Cuban man in your life. That's a dairy, <laughs> Cuban dairy freak. There you go. Uh, okay. Well, good luck good and luck. hang in there. It sounds like he, you know, you guys have a good relationship. You're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Natasha's rolling her eyes and shaking her head. No, I don't know what that means. Thank you for uh, thanks for contacting us and good luck in your quarantine. All right, rock on, stay safe, don't die. Bye. All right, thanks. Bye. Rock on. Well, I mean, honestly, I know that grossed you out, but like in the scheme of things, that seemed like that's pretty low on the totem pole. How? What do, do you remember? What I said to you to get you to stop burping? I think you said stop burping. <laughs> really? Well, you said it made you feel disrespected. Actually, I remember that. Oh, we got no fight about it. No, you said it made you feel disrespected. Well, it's like, I don't want to feel like I'm living with Homer Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) You know, jokes like that, Natasha, are the reason why. (laughs) I love you. I love you too. 